Uh, you want my uh, full name? It's my full name's Richard R. Arnold, but I go by uh, Ricky. Well, it depends how long you know me, but <laughs> and I'm a I'm a NASA astronaut. You're listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious. I'm Molly Bloom, and I just want to make sure you heard what he just said. I'm a NASA astronaut. Okay, one more time, a little slower. I'm a NASA astronaut. You guys, an astronaut. Richard is going to tell us a little bit about what it's like to float in space while we try to wrap our heads around the G word, gravity. Our episode about roller coasters got us pretty curious about gravity. We know what gravity feels like on Earth. It's the force that keeps your feet planted on the ground. When you throw a ball up in the air, it comes back down. That's gravity. To get out of some of Earth's gravitational pull, you've got to get yourself a rocket. That's how astronaut Richard Arnold did it. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, and liftoff. When you are on a rocket and you ride, take that eight and a half minute ride to space, it's constant acceleration, constant acceleration. You just going faster and faster, and then all of a sudden, the main engine cuts off. And you kind of float up out of your seat. Once it stops, you're, you're free float until you decide to turn around and come back home. For my first mission, it was 13 days, but for the last few years, it's, the missions have been six months long. Six months without needing to put your feet on the ground. Whoa. By and large, it's a lot of fun because you're just able to do things that you always dreamed about doing. You can fly from one module to the next in the International Space Station. You can sleep on the walls. You can sleep on the ceilings. It doesn't matter how you're oriented. You get used to kind of managing your, your personal life and your personal effects, but you misplace something for a second, and you could spend days looking for it because it's all floating in whatever direction it started moving. That's the way it's heading, heading. And unless it happens to be picked up by a fan and you can find it against the filter, you could spend days looking for something as simple as a fork or a toothbrush. Whereas in your house, if you drop something, you've got a pretty good idea of where it's going to be. You might think that everything Richard is talking about is happening with zero gravity. But that's not the case at all. When astronauts go into space, they're still in the Earth's gravitational field. They call it microgravity. We're only 200 miles up. So what's really happening is you're, you're not really experiencing much difference in gravity. What you're experiencing is being in free fall around a planet for an extended period of time. It's kind of like taking a baseball and throwing it so far over the horizon that you know, it's going to eventually curve to the ground, make a parabola to the ground, but you throw it so far and so fast that it's falling around the horizon all the time. And that's kind of what we do when we launch rockets. Mass is the measure of how much matter is in a thing. And matter means stuff. Atoms, molecules, the tiny building blocks of everything. One of the things we know about gravity is that it's created by mass. Earth is really large, has a lot of mass, and therefore has gravity. So do other planets and stars. But why? Why does gravity exist? To find out, I called my friend Chris. So my name is Chris Mandillo. I'm an astronomer at University of Massachusetts in Lowell, Massachusetts. I asked him what seems like a pretty basic question. Do we know where gravity comes from? We don't really. Uh, you know, it's, it's strange because it's sort of the most familiar of the forces uh, in the universe to us. I mean, we deal with it every day. It's something we kind of take for granted. We, we know that it has a lot to do with, with mass and that mass, you know, we, for 300 years, we've known that mass creates gravity. But... We don't really know where it comes from, and we don't know where it comes from as well as we know, or we think we know, where the other forces in the universe come from. Chris said there are a couple different avenues through which scientists are trying to figure it out. 
string theory, and quantum gravity. Explaining those is definitely a task for a future episode, but the very basic premise is this. I mean, in science, everything's about, if you have a theory, it has to produce a prediction that you can test. And if you test it and it works, then it might be true. And if you test it and it doesn't work, then it's definitely not true. And that's how all science works. No one's been able to come up with an origin theory of gravity that if you could test it, you could show it's it's possible or that it's true. So if we already know so much about how gravity behaves, does it matter if we know where it comes from? Understanding the origin of gravity would certainly help figure out how black holes work. I had always had this idea in my head that a black hole was literally a hole in space that sucked things into it. I think I got it from cartoons. But Chris set me straight. There's nothing magic about it. It's normal matter. It's just confined to a very small space. We know really well how they form. They form when when giant massive stars collapse. One of the basic things about black holes is they don't, it's not like they produce more gravity than, than what you started with. If the sun just turned into a black hole right now, the Earth's orbit wouldn't change. Everything would be fine. We wouldn't have a sun, so that would be bad. But the, the gravity wouldn't increase. It's the same, it's the same matter. It's the same amount of mass. It's just, it would be compressed down into the size of a baseball uh, instead of the size of the sun. And the reason they're called black holes? We can't see into them. We can't see into them because gravity distorts and bends light. Well, in a black hole, the gravity is so strong that light can't escape. That's why they're black. There's nothing we can measure. And knowing more about gravity in black holes would help us learn a lot about our universe. Black holes are the reason we're here. The only reason we have a galaxy that looks like our galaxy is because there's a giant, supermassive black hole at the center of it that holds the whole thing together. So understanding the origin of gravity, yeah, is certainly important for knowing why we're here, why anything is here. <laughs> Do you have any questions about gravity or space or anything else? Send them to us at brainson at m as in Minnesota, pr.org. Your question could be rocket fuel for an upcoming episode. Speaking of mysteries, we have another mystery for you. It's the mystery sound. Here it is. That mystery sound was actually sent to us by nine-year-old Sophia Chu. Have an idea what it is? Let's hear it again. Any other guesses? We're about to reveal the answer, so if you want a little more time to think about it, just hit pause. We'll be here when you get back. All right. Here's Sophia with the answer. Hello, I am Sophia Chu, and I'm nine years old. That was the sound of kicking snow down the, the storm sewer. I think it's a really interesting sound. Is there a sound in your life that you think would make a good mystery sound? We'd love for you to send it to us, just like Sophia did. You can record it using a smartphone's recording device and send it in an email to brainson at m as in Minnesota, pr.org. If we choose your sound, we'll call and ask you about it. That's it for now. You can listen to all of our episodes anytime at our website, brainson.org, or you can find them in your favorite podcast app.
You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at brains underscore on. If you like the show, do us a favor and leave a review in the iTunes store. It really helps other kids and parents know about the show. Thanks for listening. Brains on.